Living Adventurously is brought to you in partnership with Kamut, the route planning and navigation app that helps you make the most of your outdoor adventures. Whether you're cycling, hiking, running or bikepacking, Kamut's easy-to-use technology will get you out the door and exploring more of the great outdoors. You can see where I've been exploring by checking out the highlights of my journey on Kamut. Just follow the link in the show notes. My name is Alistair Humphreys. I set out on a bicycle journey around Yorkshire to speak to interesting, ordinary people who, in very different ways, are making an effort to live adventurously. I wanted to talk about what they do, about the barriers they've faced along the way, and to seek their perspective on some of the big questions that all of us encounter in our lives. Welcome to Living Adventurously. <laughs> I've written here, needs intro music. Um, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> Have a loop. I am wildly in love with Anna McNuff, although don't tell her boyfriend that. Anna is a self-professed adventurer and mischief maker. She's relentlessly enthusiastic, energetic and cheerful, at least in public, and she gets her kicks from exploring the world through long human-powered journeys. Anna's also the UK ambassador for Girl Guiding and the co-founder of Adventure Queens, which is the UK's fastest-growing women's adventure community. On her website, Anna says that she, um, and I quote here, that she encourages others to grab life by the balls, non-scientific term, and adapt a growth mindset, scientific term, in everything we do. I took quite a big detour on my ride to go and meet Anna. It was far easier for me to get to her than the other way around. For Anna's currently, she was two months into her latest adventure to run 100 marathons through Britain completely barefoot. Bonkers. Um, there's nothing like meeting up with a barefoot marathon runner to remind you that cycling around Yorkshire for a month is brief, easy and very, very fast. I rode over the brow of a hill and there she was running up towards me, uh, cheerful as always, of course, very grubby feet, bright pink hair and carefully seeking out the smooth bits of tarmac to run on. I pedalled slowly alongside Anna and her day's cohort of enthusiastic running volunteers uh, for a couple of hours. But running downhill is far, 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 far slower and much less fun than whizzing downhill on a bike. So with about a mile to go before reaching Hawes, my patience for pootling finally snapped. Um, I let go of my brakes, zoomed down the hill into town and squeezed in a quick cheeky beer before Anna finally arrived. As Anna had just run 20 miles and no doubt was far more eager for a bath and bed than to um, answer my questions, I just launched straight in with the tricky questions. Hello, Anna. Hello, Al. What How did you? you have for breakfast today? Um, I had actually a bacon and cheese roll Ooh. and then a brioche bun, which I burnt, but I ate it anyway. How... how do you fry an egg? Um, What's your technique? I crack it on the edge of the pan, try desperately not to burst the yolk, 
And um, not too much oil. Don't want it spitting oh. on me. Do you go hot or low heat? Um, oh, hot. I'm a bit impatient. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just want that egg. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, perfect. Now, is that it? Have we done the podcast? Yeah, thank you, for, thank you for meeting me. Uh, I'm sitting with Anna, who's running hundreds of marathons through Britain, barefoot. Woo. She's drinking beer. Shandy. Shandy. Uh, and she's knackered and she needs to go off and have a bath and then run a long way tomorrow. So we're going to be short and quick here. Uh, Anna, I've been going around Yorkshire and I've met you in Yorkshire. You you're have. not from Yorkshire no. at all, but you're here. And I've been asking everyone I meet in Yorkshire the same sort of questions. Okay. So I'm going to go straight in with my deck of questions, which is my interview technique. So take, pick a card, this any card. This is awesome. You can shuffle them if you want, if okay. you don't trust me. Um, no, I'm going to cut the pack. Because that's okay. what classy Vegas birds do. I'm going to show it to you, right? No, no. Oh, I can read, read it. it. Okay. This and, uh, is, this is how, how did you even get blank cards? This is amazing. What am I scared of? Oh, that's a really good question. What am I scared of? Um, dying. Are you? Yeah. Well, I am because I quite I really like life. So I'd oh, rather not die. I really. If that like makes life. sense. Yeah. But equally, I do always say if I did go tomorrow, I've had a fantastic innings so um i'm scared of dying um, yesterday because i'm riding my bike around you have a lot of time filling things yeah i spent quite a long time planning my own suicide yesterday because <laughs> we used to do that with rowing we used to talk about the most elaborate way you could kill yourself while you're rowing but think because because i think i'm probably going to get alzheimer's because my memory's awful yeah so and i don't want i really don't want that to end badly so at some point i was figuring right i need this to be a cutoff point yeah and therefore, you need to plan it all out so that it's not too... Like you don't want to find someone in a grotesque way. No. So, but I'd worked out this great system by the end of my daydreaming yeah. of when I figure I've got to the point where it's enough and it snows. Yeah. I'm going to put some really good classical music on okay. with a little note saying in the, on the front door saying... Um, I'm, I'm dead in the garden, yeah. don't worry. And then he's going to sit... P.S. P.S. Don't worry. Yeah, go sit in an armchair in the garden in the snow listening to this really loud classical music. Oh. Um, that, so I planned it all out yesterday. And because it's snowing, is that so this, the smell doesn't no, creep so that, out? No, so that the uh, snow kills me. Oh, oh, are you going to... Oh, death by, like, cold? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to... I thought that you were going to have killed yourself elaborately already, but then just be in the snowy landscape, oh, like sorry, Game of Thrones, smell. in a Game of Thrones. No, no, no. no okay. No, that was my... Uh, <laughs> Defence against old people's homes. So what else are you scared um, of? What else am I scared of? What are you um, scared of on this barefoot run? Um, oh, show-stopping injury. Um, tearing something muscle-wise. Um, I'm scared of uh, standing on something that will like slice my foot in two. Um, all those things that keep me awake at night. And the other thing is, which came out the other day, is I'm scared of getting to the end of the run and not have pushed myself as much as I think I could which I know sounds ridiculous but so I've set the 100 marathon distance whether I'll make it or not I'm not sure but if I do fall short of it I don't want to get to the end and regret not having done it but if you do get to the finish then you could have gone further uh yes you're right so that so I'm hoping and I know that at the time I'll make the decision and whatever I choose I won't regret but at the moment I'm not there at that point so I can't make that decision every trip I've ever finished my overriding thought has been well if i finished it it can't be that big a deal yeah i should have done more <laughs> yeah i know it's annoying isn't it but no actually i think i don't know this is the hardest one i've ever done so i think i'll be i think i'll be done by the time i'm done yeah 
You say this is the hardest thing you've ever done, but you were having Prosecco and a Kit Kat <laughs> last night. <laughs> well, you only asked me earlier whether I was enjoying that. I was like, I don't think my answer actually reflected it. Um, it is it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, it's, I, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm in it. Because I think actually you romanticise things, don't you, when you look back. Like thinking back, running in New Zealand was pretty tough. And I remember every day being hard. Um, uh, yes, but they're distractions. They're, the, they're the, like little bubbles of joy between the hardships, the Prosecco and the Kit Kat in the bath. <laughs> Does it feel weird that you're doing something hard, but you could get on a train and be home in three hours? Whereas if that's, I think that's the good thing about doing an expedition in mm. New Zealand or America or somewhere is that yeah. you're fully committed, but you could be home. You could probably actually get a train home tonight. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that I, it's not, thanks for putting that in my mind, Al, because it's not I'll even, buy your ticket. <laughs> it's not even crossed my mind because to me, I've just cut, because I'm going to places 90% of the time that I've never been to before. I feel like I might as well be in another country. So for the fact that the number plates are the same and the road signs are the same, actually, home is like a very long way away does that make sense even though it's not so i haven't even thought about it okay yeah. but if you want me to buy your ticket home <laughs> to quit any anytime you feel like quitting i'll buy your ticket thanks home and i'll buy you prosecco on the train oh, so anytime you feel so like quitting much. i'll give you an easy way oh out. nice and strawberries <laughs> i want strawberries yeah. in my prosecco please okay let's time do for another, another card question. that was a we went deep early that was a good one right i'm just going to put it back in the pack is that yeah, right it, it all ran it's not this is really clever I'm really it's clever. lazy it's not, it's I can fantastic. just sit back and interview yourself while I <laughs> sunbathe. I thought I'd been on a tough trip for a month until like today I intercepted you. And gosh, yeah. running slow. But you were sensible because we were going very slow. Right, ready? Yeah. What three things do you need to live a life of purpose? Um, gratitude. I think if you're grateful for everything you have, first of all, then... I find that li I find that helps with a life of purpose because what is your purpose? If you start getting to like, why are we here? All that jazz. Actually, if you're just like, I'm here to be happy. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm happy where I am. So I find, think gratitude is my top one. Um, what what else do I need? Um, inspiration. Just like this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, and that that's something you need to constantly top up. I always get lazy. I think, oh yeah, I went and inspired myself by seeking it out last month. And then actually it just wears out and then you need to kind of go and look for it again. So um, that's normally, I find that in talks or um, documentaries. I love watching documentaries, people doing crazy things. Um, or just meeting, yeah, new people, new, new stuff. So um, that, and then, <sighs> that is, this is a really tough question. And I kind of, You need to, I think you need to have an understanding on what you bring to the world that no one else does that's different. So valuing yourself. Yeah, valuing yourself. And what is, what is the thing you do or rather the combination of things that you do that no one else could do? And I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but just then you focus on those things rather than wasting your time doing things that anyone could do. I think it's all, it's a good thing to be British and self-deprecating and to always think we're rubbish at everything, but it's, it's not yeah. always actually very useful, is it? No, <laughs> no, you don't get very far yeah. doing that. No, so yeah, it's valuing yourself and appreciating, well, everyone's unique, can't they? But yeah, you've got a unique set of skills and stuff that you bring to the world and, and working out what that is. And that takes time, I think. So what do you have gratitude for? Um, oh, the fact that I can move my arms and legs and breathe and I have health every single day. Um, 
God, I just, just love the planet. The blue sky, the blooming clouds, <laughs> Prosecco in the bath, like all of it. Um, quiet time. Just all the little oh, coffee, a massive cafeteria of coffee, friends, family, love, all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. And the inspiration that you're getting, you say you like books and yeah. talks and stuff, but what... what well, no, I, I really struggle at putting words into people's mouths. Yeah, do you? Go for it. <laughs> okay, I'll put, words in, I'll put words into your mouth because yeah. you, you want to go and eat pasta. <laughs> are you being inspired on this trip by the non-famous, normal people who are running with you? Absolutely, yeah. Correct answer. Yes, thanks very much. Yeah, I am. because, And that's why when people say, don't you get um, don't you get tired of the people? And, and yeah, in one way it's exhausting, but I'm like a child at a party. I like run around till I like, want to cry and fall asleep. But... Genuinely, the, the people I'm meeting, you know, the businesses they run, their life stories, the struggles they've gone through, all of that stuff. I just think I find that inspiring. It's not always someone that's gone on some really hard adventure and pushed through things. Actually, like people's strength comes in different forms. It's not it's not about doing adventures all the time. So can you um, give me an example of, from your trip? Um, I think a lot of people I've met have given up a life that was safe and comfortable and especially a lot of people around here you know I'm in a beautiful part of the country so a lot of people have left behind um, steady jobs to come and live a life where they've got a bit more freedom and they're not quite sure what they're doing yet but they've gone for it and um, and they're still not quite sure what they're doing but they're happier. So what, what's the downside of that? Is there any downside for those people? Uh, yeah they've lost a nice big chunky paycheck. <laughs> And and it depends. Some of them have got kids. Some of them haven't. One of them had moved for their kid, though. Moved because their kid was doing badly in school and wanted to put him in an outdoor ed education program and help him be a mountain leader and stuff. And he is happy. And the, the parents have moved for the kid because they had a, a business that could do that. But I thought that was really cool. Really and I find that really inspiring. Let's stop, you know, what are you messing around, being miserable for? Change it. Um, you have a choice. Yeah. I can't remember the name of who you were running with today. Um, Laura and yeah, Dave and Jenny. Yeah, Laura has run her longest ever run yes. in her life was yesterday, yeah. seven miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How far did you make her run today? I made her run 20. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, I didn't, did I? I just I just like put my arms open, just left her the option. But she said that at the end. She said, isn't it amazing? I, was I told myself a story that I couldn't run a half marathon. And she's just now run 20 miles. So she can. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I said to her a couple of miles back, I was being very lazy today because I was on my bike while you were running. And she was getting towards 20 miles. And I said, you know now you've got to run a marathon. Oh, that's it. Because she can easily run a marathon. Well, I told her if she'd flattened today out, it basically would have been a marathon. So therefore, yeah. I love that. Training plan. Yesterday, longest <laughs> ever run seven miles. Today, basically go run a marathon. That's it. She did well. Yeah, we can all do well, can't we? Right, next question. Okay. What is an absurd thing that you love? Um, oh, what is an absurd thing that I love? Like an object or... A man. A man. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> he is absurd. Um, I find myself watching a lot of engineering programs on telly. <laughs> I find myself watching how like they built the old railways and the first underground and um, a lot of house builds. I mean, some of them are like in Alaska, so you kind of understand why that is. But I find myself, oh, that I watched a show the other day about how they make cricket bats. And I was just engrossed. 
I quite like the ones when you see the production lines of like pencils or bubble yes. gum or toothpaste just yes. zooming here and there. And yeah, and I had a woman come and run with us the other day who um, makes bog roll. And she explained to me, I was like, how do they get the layers? Like, the, how do they make them so thin? Um, so I, I have an absurd fascination about the, the minutiae of how things are made, I think. Um, which I didn't really realise until I w questioned why on earth I was watching this engineering programme. Uh, another go. absurd thing that you love, or perhaps yeah. you don't love, is uh, barefoot running. I d yes, it is a bit absurd. Um, so I get all, most of what you're doing, you're running a long way, you're sh inspiring lots of people. I don't really get the barefoot part. Well, um, I've done a long run in trainers, so I thought... Um, Part of doing this run is talking to the girl guides as I go along and talking to them about, you know, you've got to put yourself out there, you've got to take on things that terrify you and explain to them all the times I felt like I want the universe to swallow me up. And I thought, well, if I, if I do a run in trainers, I know I, can, I know I can do it. So this crazy little thought just entered my head of why don't you do it in bare feet? And I thought, don't be so stupid, McNuff. That is, that's ridiculous. And um, it just wouldn't leave me alone. So that's why I'm, I'm doing it in bare feet. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to go back to trainers after this because it's really blooming hard. Yeah. But it yeah. is for the challenge of it. There's a reason why trainers have been invented. Yeah, and I'm not one of the, you know, I think sometimes I get confused for a kind of barefoot evangelist that I think everyone should be barefoot wandering the earth. But I think it's it's awesome. I've learned loads about my body, but it's just for the challenge. I've just made it harder. That's okay. why, for the pain. I've often thought that choosing, when trying to decide what adventure to do, that if you have an idea and you think, that sounds amazing. That sounds stupid, almost simultaneously. That's it. You're onto a good thing. Yeah, that was it. Yep. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good explanation. Uh, next question. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go like right down here. I'm going to go low. Da, 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 da. What were the two happiest periods of your life? Um, oh, good question. Oh, can I have, can I have three? For you, Anna, you can have anything. <laughs> well, I've got three really, really like, you know, you know, um, yeah, moment, periods you look back on, you just think, oh, and it's all in dreamy landscape. Um, first one was my first big adventure when I went to America on my bike, cycled through every state. That was just great fun. And I think that was the first, like, I was free. I was happy. I was like in charge of my own days. It was hard. Everything was new. Just like a pig and poo. Loved it. Um, is is that true or is that just how you paint it in hindsight? <laughs> um, no, it, I know it's true because I found it harder to write a book about that adventure because I had quite a lot of fun. It's just all nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, there were definitely hardships in there and some of it was um, tough, but it, it was just really good. And I remember calling one of my best friends and him saying, how's it going? And I'm just saying, I just am having the best time. Like, it's just brilliant. I was also spending a lot of time by myself and I think that was the first time I'd ever spent hours and hours by myself and I've realised I really like it as well. Um, uh, other two times, going across Canada in the winter in a, a rusty old Dodge caravan um, with a stuffed moose in the back with, with Jamie, my boyfriend. That was just just brilliant because everyone said to us why are you going across Canada in the winter but there was no one there in the national parks and going running in like minus 35 and your nostril hair freezing and just like feeling alive like just that was and being on the road in the morning and the sun's just coming up and you've got a crap coffee in your hand from Timmy Hortons <laughs> and just you know just all that rubbish stuff and um and just like the Trans Canada Highway in front of you just brilliant I love 
the open road. That was com- it. Completely. One of my, I always think the time in my life that I'm really happy is when yeah. I've got a rental car and my toothbrush is living on the dashboard. Yeah. When I'm living out of a car. That's it. I love that. I know you so. like stopping and jumping in streams and stuff, yeah. so I don't know how you'd have fared in the Canadian wilderness. Might have been a bit chilly. They might have all frozen up. Yeah, you'd have to crack through the ice. When I cycled through Siberia was with a friend, we were just being such macho idiots, so we started having a river swimming competition yeah. there. Which every time, what, so it's quite spontaneous. One of us would suddenly rip off all our clothes and jump in a river, and the other would just, just think, d- no notice, just, pretty much. Yeah. And the other, or it's often charging out of the tent, and yeah. the other would just think, oh gosh, <laughs> what an idiot, because now I have to match it. So we were actually quite relieved when it got to about minus 35, and it was all solid. You couldn't get in. Let's call it a draw. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right, next question. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, no, I did have a third more. one. Yeah, that was last winter. I went to New Zealand for the winter because I thought. England was a bit miserable and I had to write a book and I was just so happy for several months. Um, I say that like it should be illegal. I was just so happy for several months. But it was, I had absolute freedom and because the UK was like 12, 13 hours behind, there was no pressure on getting back to people. I had the whole day. So I, and I was just working in coffee shops, going running in the hills, going into the mountains at the weekend. Dreamy lifestyle. That, I'm very yeah, jealous of that. That was good. I was really happy. Um, okay, next question. These are great. Um, what is your favourite failure in life and why is it important? Um, oh, I I didn't make it as an Olympian. I gave up on being an Olympic rower. Um, and Did you give up or did you fail? No, I... Well, I failed because I failed to make it as an Olympian. Um, and I gave up. <laughs> but it was double my failure. choice, double okay. whammy. Yeah, but um, I have never, ever regretted it. And, um, I mean, I don't regret anything in life, really, but I've never regretted that. Um, But I know at the time it was such a big thing because I was letting go of everything, like who I was, um, all of my friendship circle, everything I'd wanted to be since I was, like, five. I'd always wanted to be an Olympian. And um, Your dad was a rower. Yeah, and my mum. Both Olympians. Were they both in the Olympics? Yeah, I know. They've just made it really worse. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, But it was actually my mum. I sat down, I just bawled my eyes out about I'd literally gone out for a row and I just burst into tears I couldn't I couldn't row another stroke and um and it was my mum that said have you ever thought about giving up and it was just like <sighs> light bulb yeah because I hadn't even thought it was possible um why why were you f- sad doing it um because I was I was just beating myself up I would get injured and ill quite a lot of time because I would drive myself into the ground training like I'd go out and do extra training which I now know recovery is important, but I would go out because I was quite small for a rower. So I'd go out and like practice my technique and then I would just I'd like just tear things and um, get lots of like just injuries, basically. So it became a bit miserable. Um, and then worst thing was I'd start just to beat myself up in my head, tell myself how terrible I was when I was rowing down a course in GB colours. And I just I just caught sight of myself and thought, what is this? It's supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be sport, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just decided to give up and I gave up on a trial basis. And it was like, like a 10 ton weight, weight off your shoulders. Yeah, wow. yeah. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, which is so much more me. So when what year did you give up? Um, 2007. So were your friends in the 2008 Olympics? Yes, lots of them. Yeah, and then the 2012, which was hard because I, I decided not to cling on for London. So did you did you watch them do? Yeah, rowing? and it took me probably until Rio in 2016 that I could actually watch a rowing race in the Olympics and watch it and not feel jealous. Or, But yeah, I could 
but I could barely watch the other ones. So did you regret it then? Um, what, even when I couldn't watch it? No, yeah, the time. Uh, no, I didn't. It wasn't that I regretted it. It was just, it was too painful. That makes sense. Yeah, it was like watching your right ex decision. have sex with someone else. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? No. You would, <laughs> or like get it on with someone else. You don't regret it. You're just like, it's not, you don't, it's not really what you want to see. <laughs> you a couple of years till you're happy to watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do another question. So <laughs> uh, I throw that one in now. Right. Tell me about making the most out of life. Uh, you are an expert at oh, this, or at least externally, you look like you are. Um, is it oh, all? A, is it all a sham? It's, it's all a sham. Yeah. Um, I think it's just. I don't know whether because I naturally find I'm curious. I don't know. I naturally look at things and I'm like, why is that that way? And so um, my brain asks me questions. Um, but I do just genuinely think things are amazing. Like. Um, so I think it's just enthusiasm, isn't it? It's just get some enthusiasm and being in motion a lot. I mean, I like being still, but um, I think sitting around and telling yourself all the reasons you can't do things and how bad everything is, I genuinely think if you pump good stuff into the world, it comes back like a little tornado. So even if I'm having a bad day, sometimes I do things like um, when I was living with one of my old housemates, I like... Bought, bought him some flowers and a box of chocolates which sounds like a really feminine thing but he was like why have you done this and I said well I was having a really terrible day and so I just thought if I pump some goodness out in the world it's a bit selfish isn't it really I just thought I'd do something nice for someone else because then that kind of breaks the cycle and what did he think um he thought it was lovely yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go it was great he was happy and that's it it made him smile and then that made my day a bit better yes. so um yeah I guess making the most out of life I think you've got to get off your butt and you've got to pump some good stuff into the world because then it will come back to you I think um enthusiasm and curiosity are good superpowers yeah they are yeah they're also good because they require zero skill or talent or history in that yeah or family background it's just, they're literally a choice and not even a long-term choice. They're a choice of the next one minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is exciting. Yeah, it is. No, I love it. Have you always been this um, uber, like a puppy dog, like you <laughs> always seem to be? Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, but I do have my... I think that's the thing. I'm, I'm either like really hyper or I need to be very quiet and still. Um, but when I'm hyper, I'm hyper. Yeah, so I think I have... I talked to my mum and apparently I was always yeah running around... Um, being an actress, um, kind of escape, all that kind of stuff. I'm the middle child, so I think that goes quite well. You've got yeah. lots to prove. Yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> right, next question. Have you had enough? Do you want to go no. eat pasta? No, this is good. I haven't seen Jenny come past yet. She's coming back. With the, oh, maybe she's. Your taxi service. Yeah, my taxi. Um, oh, this is a good one. Um, these are really good, Al. Have you literally filled up Thanks. the whole pack? Yeah. Blimey. Um, if you had one extra hour every day all to yourself, how would you spend it? Um, oh. Ha what have I done with the rest of my day? Because, like, I... Well, what, what, well, let's do two scenarios. Okay. What, on this barefoot Britain, what would you do if you had one extra hour oh, to yourself, just to yourself? Netflix on. Would you? Oh. Not sleep or write your diary? No, because I'm getting enough sleep. update social media? No, I wouldn't update social media. Do some I'd yoga. watch Netflix. No. Just veg. I just Watch veg. I just what do you vegetable. like on Netflix? Um, I'm watching Glow at the moment. You know, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. So in the third season. Wow. That's, I think my life has just been expanded. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like 80s. It's an 80s um, 
thing is, yeah, you'd be a good wrestler. I, I, that's why I'm watching it. I'm like, I'd love to have been a wrestler because they all have characters as well. There's like the Soviet Union girl. There's the voodoo woman. So they're like actresses. Yeah, it's great. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then when you're not on this adventure, when I'm not on this so adventure, back, back in the uh, normal writing world, writing a book, sat in a coffee shop, writing a book is what? like my happiest place. Is it? So you oh, spend just, an extra hour doing that? Oh yeah, I just love it. I just don't have enough time because then I have to do all the the other stuff. Yeah, if you did one emails. one hour of book writing a day, it doesn't take very long to write a book. No, but it's hard to find that hour, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Do you like writing books? I absolutely love writing do books. Do you? If I could be paid millions of pounds just to write books, I would. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I hate writing books. Do you? Do you like? I thought you liked. You've written so many. Yeah. Does that just mean you have incredible self-discipline? And just my whole life is about self-loathing in yeah. different guises. <laughs> so, okay, these different phases of writing a book. Yeah. Um, sitting down on day one with a completely blank. Yeah. Thing. Do you like that? Um. Yes. Yeah. Because you just go to the best story first. Yeah. Yeah, I like okay. that one. Um, and then um, the next phase yeah. of the next three months of just writing down everything in your head. Do you like that? Um, Even though you're writing rubbish. I like that until I get to the point where I've run out of all the good stories and I have to go back and fill in the rubbish bits. And that's when it starts like, this is terrible. No one's going to read it. Oh my gosh, you're so boring. Why stop moaning? Yeah, all that um, bit. And then when you've done that, do you like then editing it into something readable i do because i have a fun editor and we have full conversations in the comment boxes that normally go off on a tangent um and then my favorite thing though is printing it out and getting a pen that's my favorite but then i hate inputting it back into the computer after that takes a long time that yeah that's my favorite phase of writing a book is printing all out yeah and sitting Somewhere random. You physically have something you created. With a red pen. I yeah. love that. Or use a red pen. Oh, do you? I feel like I'm telling what myself off. Just, a, just like a biro. Isn't that hard to see? No, because I'm pretty messy with my oh, writing. No, so. I have a red pen. Oh, okay. Of a specific brand. Maybe I should try a different colour. Oh. oh, is it? What? Oh, are you allowed to say the brand? Well, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know those sort of inky ones? Not a biro, but the ones that come out like smooth. Felt, oh, like a roll. Like ink flows yeah. out. Yeah, okay. Which yeah. is great, except on an aeroplane, because there's the pressure, the pressure, it spurts out. Oh. oh. I've learned the hard way. And then you've got red ink all over you, and you can't work on the plane. Right, next question. Okay. In the last five years, what new belief, behaviour or habit has improved your life? Whoa, that's a really good question. Um, that question's stolen from Tim Ferriss. Is it? It, it, sounds, it, does, I, it does sound very, what, habit? I'm like, oh, gosh, that sounds very booky. Um, God, that's a really good one. Because I'm trying to, I want to say just giving things a crack and not, but yeah, so I think it is that. But I would say I've always been giving things a crack because my my mum, I grew up with my mum. I mean, she just watches a, a video or reads a book and can do anything like Tyler Bath from Change a Car Engine. So I grew up with that kind of, but I have to say, I think in the last five years, I've probably recognised more the places where I think, oh, no, I can't do that. And I've recognised that I'm telling myself that story or I'm not that person or that is for someone else. Um, like, oh, I'm not I'm, I'm not good at business, you know, as in I could never. Um, or there was a while where trying to make a living out of venture, I told myself that you had to be struggling and scrabbling around for pennies and live on the breadline until I sort of decided, well, actually, maybe you don't and you can earn a decent living if you value yourself and... Um, 
Um, yeah, so I think probably just I've learned to recognise the places where I tell myself I can't do things and, and question that, yeah. And do you think women are worse at that than men? Um, yes, I think we naturally are. And I wonder whether we just overthink it. But yeah, I think we are naturally more self-deprecating, yeah. So, so I've met two interesting people. I met a book publisher, a male guy, yeah. and his theory on why there aren't that many women adventure books is that most men go and do some slightly rubbish trip and think, yeah. this will be an amazing book. Whereas a woman goes off and does something really epic yeah. and thinks, oh, it wasn't much. Well, women don't beat their chests. I think that's the thing. There's no, I don't feel like there's a, there's an equivalent. So a man would beat his chest and a woman just, there's a sort of a quiet confidence I think we get from achieving something, which perhaps doesn't, yeah, it's just not so loud and out there, is it? So maybe that's it. And then recently I met a woman who's just on a cool trip She's in her 50s, and I was just amazed at how negative so much of her life has been, just from thinking that, well, women shouldn't, women don't do things like this, or yeah. I'm not supposed to do this, or people like me aren't supposed to do that. There's been the narrative for her for so long. It's crazy, isn't it? I know, because I, I never really struggled with it too much, and I think, but my mum struggled with it, and so she enforced on me not to. Um, and, but I grew up with two brothers as well, so I just did what the boys did and everything else. But yeah, I, I think... In the last few years, I've become more aware that there are women that think like that, and um, it's is a it, shame. Is it is it women just women who think like that, or girls? So when you talk to the brownies and guides, are you uh, noticing anything there? Oh no, because there's a point where they don't think like that, and I think it creeps in when they're teenagers. So if you can catch them before they get to that point where they start to feel weird and awkward and like they don't fit in, I don't know that I've ever met any teenager that feels like they fit in. But it's just like when they come out the other side in their twenties and thirties, whether they finally feel like being different is cool because um, I think some that goes one or two ways. I think being different is definitely cool. I think being uh, different is really cool. Anna, it's time for you to carry on your expedition <laughs> and go and have more Woo-hoo! Prosecco and Kit Kats or Thank whatever you. you do. While I, let for the record, I'm going to go sleep on a hill. <laughs> You're so adventurous, yeah, Al. Yeah, I'm so adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> Likewise, Anna. Thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Living Adventurously. There's show notes from every episode on my website, alistairhumphreys.com slash podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of your phone and pop it up on social media or leave a review with your podcast provider. It makes a massive difference. Thank you very much. I teamed up with Kamut to make this podcast happen. In case you missed it, Kamut is an outdoor planning and navigation app that helps you explore more of the great outdoors. One of the many ways Kamut helps you have better adventures is with detailed route profiles. So, you've got your basic route in place with Kamut. Next step is to check the route profile. The profile displays the information you want to see, like the the surface type, especially important if you're on a bike, and elevation profile, especially important for everyone, the ups and the downs. On a road bike, for example, that means you can anticipate the big climbs or ensure your adventure only includes tarmac, unless you want to spice it up and you want to suffer, in which case you can hunt for a gravel route or more single track. If you're hiking, you'll be able to see your elevation gain as well as where on the route you'll need to push on to get through the uphills. 
your very own outdoor experiences are waiting for you. Go explore more with Kamut. Head to kamut.com slash G and use the voucher code ADVENTUROUS to claim your free region bundle.